0: The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network.
1: You can always log on to InTheMoneyPodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have The Owner's Box, but also shows such as The Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Bernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to InTheMoneyPodcast.com.
0: Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club, joining me alongside, as always, the hardest working woman, or person, I should say, in horse racing, Michelle Yu. Michelle, I hope your weekend was better than mine.
1: Uh nope, I think we're probably on par Billy, except yours was in Saratoga.
0: No, it was bad. Um we'll get into all that in a minute. We have our three things of note coming up. We also um have a really special interview with um Minty Farquhar, who is uh uh with the Great British Racing International. Great British. I hope I'm saying that right. G B R. Great Britain maybe? Great Britain. Yeah, Great Britain Racing International, yeah. I should say. Um you know and uh, I got to know Minty and she's really cool and she showed me some great videos and we're going to talk about it and it's 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 really cool what's going on over there Michelle are you familiar with it
1: not at all so i can't wait to get oh, to know Oh yeah it's interview.
0: it's pretty good we had a really we had a fun time of course in the interview she said i said is there anything uh, anything i'm missing and she said Michelle
1: Oh that's so sweet
0: yeah Minty Mindy. Thank you, Minty. Minty.: um, um, So yeah, Michelle, uh, a big weekend, a horrific weekend for uh, myself <laughs> and for Little Red Feather. We did not fare very well in Saratoga. Uh, that was my first trip to Saratoga, and I'm going to leave it at this, Michelle. I'm going to say one thing very, very okay. succinctly, and I want everybody to listen. Those of you who compare Santa Anita, Santa Anita Saratoga to Del Mar should not do that anymore.
1: Oh, which do you like better, Billy?
0: Yeah, what do you think, Michelle? Um,
1: <laughs> but is that only because of your experience? Or was it because you were in the, listen, the old stands and it was I think and-
0: I think part... Obviously, our horses didn't run very well. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be, you know, a thousand degrees with 2,000% humidity and it was going to pour rain I told before you the you It was
1: going to be miserable.
0: It was so miserable. And then uh, you have to get dressed up. And meanwhile, then you look around and people aren't dressed up and you're like, what is going on here? And you can't, you know, it's the whole thing. I, I just, listen, I'm a West Coast homer. I am readily admitting it. I like the beach. I like 75 and sunny with no humidity. I like the veranda, I like our paddock, and you know I like everything about our racing. And I was not crazy about Saratoga. So those, and I have a feeling, I just have a sense that a lot of the people that say, "Oh, Saratoga is the best. We love it. This is the place. This is the," I get it. I get the history. I get that it's it's you know in this little pocket. I thought the Oklahoma training track was very cool with the houses right there, but mm-hmm. I don't think those people have been to Delmar. I don't think a lot of Mm. them have been here, is my sense. Because when I say to them, well, have you been to Delmar? Most of them are like, no, 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 I've never been out there. I'm like, oh, my God. So you don't know what it's like to just walk out and go to the the most beautiful beach in the world. Like, it's incredible. So they had no idea. Anyway. Beaches. uh, But we can go over some of the big races. I don't know if those are on your things. three things of note. Michelle and I don't like to plan these things because I'm Mm -hmm. very uh, uh, um, spontaneous. Right. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's do three things of note. Then let's do minty.
1: All right. So first of the three things of note is we generally do the steaks roundup. Again, tons of steaks. So I just wanted us to each pick our favorite, Um, maybe one from West Coast, one from East Coast.
0: All right. You do the West Coast because I wasn't here.
1: Okay, so I thought the Clement Hirsch was awesome. Yeah. Um, when they opened up and She Dares the Devil was one to nine, everyone I was with, I was like, bet blue stripe, bet Boom. blue stripe, hand over fist, because there's no way she is not going to hit the board. Um, and I thought that She Dares the Devil was going to be extremely vulnerable at the mile in a 16th. Yeah. Ended up. She was vulnerable at the the 16th. She didn't even hold on for second. She ended up third. So Blue Stripe, Marcelo Polanco, um, Hector Barrios, and Pozo de Luna Incorporated, the owners there, go ahead and stamp their ticket to the Breeders' Cup Distaff. Desert Dawn was second for the magician, Bill D'Amato, who, by the way, is co-leading trainer Bingo. at Del Mar right now. And then She Dares the Devil finished up in third.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a good race. I actually watched that one. And um uh, it was
1: good how about
0: can i just throw it can i just barrios. throw something out at you yeah is hector barrios one of our top he, jockeys
1: he's he is riding so good
0: <laughs> he really is i never thought i'd say that on uh, on the air but you know what's uh,
1: funny is we tried to get him on a mount like last week and like on two we put him on two horses and he already had mounts in the races it was like whoa yeah.
0: I got him one on. I got him on one on Sunday. So yeah. Hector Barrios, new uh, star of Southern California racing. Uh, Michelle, I'm going to choose the Whitney. And okay, that's was was what I was hoping you were going to do. It was the I'm most important that. race on Whitney Day. Uh, it was a, a pretty amazing race. Um, you had life is good uh, for WinStar. And uh, I'm sure there are other owners of Life is Good, uh, but I don't have it in front of me. Todd Pletcher, I read Ortiz took the lead right out of the gate and just never looked back. I mean, it looked like a walk in the park down the lane. You know, for a second when you when you're sitting in the boxes at Saratoga, you can't you don't really have a great angle, and it looked like Hot Rod Charlie was was going to run a big one. He was coming on the outside. You had um, Happy Saver on the rail with Johnny V, but they just they just there's no catching life is good when he's got a lead like that even how it, sometimes it doesn't matter how fast a horse is going if they're going easily you know what i mean have you seen that you know sometimes you, oh pace makes the oh, race. yeah, yeah but sure. when when there's a speed horse out there and a, a horse that's one of the best in the world right now and life is good it doesn't really matter how fast they go as long as they're going comfortably and not getting any pressure there was no chance of catching and the whole irad thing down the lane a couple people have asked me that just silly just unnecessary. Richard, I thought, uh, McGlore, uh, the Mig did a great job on, on TV kind of saying like, what's he doing? Just ride straight. Horse is not catching you. You know what I mean? Did you see that part? I don't right. want to talk yeah. about it. I don't want to give him any more time. Um, but, um, I was with Bill Strauss the whole weekend and, uh, I know he was a tad bit disappointed in hot rod Charlie, but that horse just he gives, you know, gives a hundred percent every single time. He just was, wasn't good enough on this day
1: um now were you overall impressed by life is good because i heard a lot of grumbling that he wasn't as impressive as people wanted to see
0: i don't know how much more impressive you could be michelle i mean he was literally just kind of eased up across the wire and still won by two i mean like i don't think irad really ever really got down on him and i'd have to look back i only watched the replay once um, I thought he was very impressive, and it'll be interesting to see what Flightline does here in the uh, Pacific, classic Pacific Classic in a couple in a few weeks.
2: Like a good
1: thing that's yeah. for sure.
0: And uh, if someone said to me, I think it was my sister, I think Emily called and said, I would just like to see a Pacific Classic match race. Just have those two go at it and see what happens. <laughs> uh, it would be pretty special. Uh, I think uh, I think we're in for a really let's. I'm knocking on wood right now, and I hope uh, everybody stays sound because I think it could be a really, really just incredible Breeders' Cup Classic if everybody makes it.
1: All right. Sounds okay. sounds great.
0: Okay. How was that? Um
1: okay, good. So the good. second good second thing of <laughs> second thing of note is um the Saratoga sales going on and oh. boy have we had some fireworks.
0: Yeah, I was expected. Have you ever been to the sale? Yeah. Okay. I had never been. I that that is insane. That's insanity yeah. there. I mean, it is like a giant party. And, uh, it, it was of course really, really hot. And, uh, I was sweaty as usual and I'm standing there at getting in line with my, uh, with my good friend, uh, Chris Mara, make sure you say it Mara, uh, who owns a small team called the New York giants. Uh, and all of a sudden the skies opened up and just poured on me and, and i poured on everybody. Like everyone's looking for cover <laughs> michelle i was soaking wet for the rest of the night i couldn't dry off because it was too hot and uh but that's that's more of my hatred towards saratoga oh, but boy. the sale was incredible and congratulations to so many people including our good friend bobby flay who sold uh, his philly for i think two million
1: two million bucks for yeah,
0: daughter, K- of daughter of daughter of uh consigned by our good friends at stone farm and uh, a lot of just big-time purchases, million here, million here, two million here, very, very pricey. And and I think a lot of end users, uh, uh, that's their kind of big sale. But it is – I have to give face a credit. I mean, it is very um, different than any other horse sale I've ever been to in my life. Right. And it was really, really – I, I I've used the word special a couple times. That's a special sale, and I get why people are excited about it. The food's great. They have these tables where you go sit down, and and it, it was just it was it was a good time. To it was nice to see everybody in that kind of environment, and everybody. The only thing I I thought was strange was like, to be fair, like I was in the outside part, and it didn't even feel like the sale was going on. You know, does that make sense? Like, if you're yeah, not... it just
1: feels like you're at a party.
0: Exactly. And that's what I thought was a little strange. So, but other than that, it was it was pretty pretty dang cool. They had a nice cocktail party too. The guy, the people at FaceIt are really great. Boyd Browning does an incredible job and should be commended and good for him and his should, crew for should having, be sponsoring our show. Yeah, he should be. We should get him on that. And then, are we still? Can I can I move forward?
1: Yeah, sure. So
0: then I went to the club, Saul Cuman's place, that he told us about. Oh, yeah. So I went to the club. And that was the best experience I had all weekend. That place that he and I saw Bob Edwards there, who'd been on our show before. So I was talking to Bob and Saul, and I'm looking around this place. Have you been to this place?
1: To his house? Yes. I've been to Bob Edwards' house.
0: No, no. This is not his house. This is the club. I think this is his other house.
1: Uh... He and
0: Saul, and I think one other person who I'm not sure... So you walk in; it's it's a hundred yards less, fifty yards from Fasig, and you walk in. Oh,
1: okay. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and it's,
1: and it's like a huge place, and they've got like a backyard.
0: Yes, and a, a, right? a, yeah. a bowling alley. They have like a full yes. bar down below. It's like you're at a bar. Then the middle floor has a giant TV and couches and a huge kitchen. It's amazing. Kudos yeah. to those guys. That is that that place is rad. So yes, that's the club. I have been okay. There. Point number three.
1: Um. Okay, so Uh-oh. that was why, why are you hesitating? Too. You're doing something. No, because I'm just counting in my head. You know, we get we get caught up and then I have to like think. Okay, sorry. Um, no, why? Don't be sorry. That's I'm silly. Sorry. Okay. Um, and then the third thing I know is it's more just like a kind of a congratulations type thing. Okay. I just want to say what a great job uh, for the West Coast, for the jockey karaoke that went on this week. Everybody showed up and all the writers came out and sang. I think Mike Joyce did a great job putting together a really good, beneficial event. So just want to give some kudos out to everybody that helped support uh, the PDJF this week.
0: I saw some of the videos. Who was your favorite one, Michelle?
1: So I thought the girls did great because they learned like a dance and Yeah, everything. I did
0: too. It, I thought I, I thought liked. Jesse and, they and won, Emily. they
1: won People's Choice.
0: They did. Okay, they good.
1: They did. Um, but I thought... So, Edwin, to me, deserved as to win. And we ended up voting because you guys couldn't see this. He, when he started, he started a verse early. Ah. So, there were no words on the screen. So, mm. then as he's singing, a whole different set of words popped on the screen, oh, right? No. And he never faltered. And then in the end, when he was out of words and it was still singing, he like went to dance moves. So, like, I, I saw mean, that. That's true breath of like karaoke right? right like he didn't stand there and wait for the words he Give just, it up to, just, was margie it. there
0: was margie proud who's margie margie's the. she works in the suites it's it's edwin's girlfriend
1: oh you don't know don't margie
0: know. she works in the racing office at of delmar oh all right well yeah, don't know, know maybe that. okay i was on, the st- what I was about on stage. this con- what about the concept of opening it up next year to racing Anybody personalities and you and me do something
1: I mean, I would love to. What song? Get what it. would we do? Well, I like to rap. I don't sing very well, You're so a great I singer. like. To rap. So,
0: like, do we have a like? Should we do like "Rappers Delight"? Should we? do- Well, like...
1: I do like a lot of Eminem, personally.
0: Okay, like "Lose Yourself."
1: Oh, more like you know "Without Me." Okay. Now this looks like a job Jump for me. me that
0: one, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just follow That's kind me. of like my go-to. That might be we a good do, one for like, us.
1: Summer nights.
0: Oh my! Oh, really... speaking of summer nights, we lost Olivia Newton-John.
1: I know that is I so sad. So
0: it was so <laughs> sad. I, I was really sad. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my God, she was just she was you know I mean I, Greece has to be one of my favorite movies. No, question. I know. Me too. All right, maybe some. Me night. too. For All sure. All right, let's ta- let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with Minty from Gbri, the Great Britain Racing International. And then uh, we'll wrap things up. Cool? Perfect. All right. Fixed odds betting powered by Betmakers is back and in effect at Monmouth Park. And the early returns are fantastic. With 70% of winners paying more on fixed odds than they are on the tote. Soon, fixed odds wagering will be available throughout the state. This is an exciting new way to, to bet that really puts the power to get value in your hands. The odds you bet are the odds you get. You'll be continuing to hear a lot more about fixed odds betting opportunities across the In the Money Media Network. All right, back here on the Owner's Box, a very special and different interview today. We are sitting in Pete's kitchen in Saratoga. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am in Saratoga, and we we're lucky enough to have with us uh, Minty Faquar. How was my?
2: Beautiful pronunciation. pronunciation, beautiful. Really.
0: Now, just so everybody knows, it's not Far uh, Lieutenant Farquard. What was his name in Shrek?
2: Lord Farquhar.
0: Lord Farquhar. There's a big difference.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord Farquhar had a D on the end of it. Right. It's crucial. It's, a, it's a tiny difference. It's critical. It's but he was difference. the
0: little guy, right? He
2: was. He was the rather evil Lord. He was the evil <laughs> anyway. Lord
0: in Trek. You are not yeah. the evil. Trust me. You can't <laughs> see because we're doing a podcast, but Minty is not like Lord Farquhar. She is. She is just beaming. <laughs> with elegance how about that
2: that's a wonderful intro now you you. are the
0: general manager of I'm going to mess this up the Great Britain Racing International
2: Great British Racing International exactly oh I did it right yeah pretty much oh I'm
0: shocked um before we get started I want to know a little bit about your trip to Saratoga yeah. So is this your first trip to Saratoga? Because this is my first trip, by the way.
2: Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, so let's seems... compare notes. Okay. Well, I I am blown away. I think it's such a cool place. It feels like America's answer to Newmarket. It's got all the kind of the history, the tradition. I was lucky enough to go to the reading room for for lunch on Saturday before the races, and it yeah, it kind of feels like the you know yeah America's answer to the jockey club rooms. It's got all you know all the all the the artwork on the walls. It's got the ties. It's got the kind of you know the really. um the, the kind of heritage of the sport and yeah. I, I hear that it's the the us's um longest standing oldest kind of outside sporting venue is that is that correct
0: yeah i um, believe so which I don't is know. pretty cool yeah i don't know this is my first trip i'm telling too. you it's, yeah that's I'm, correct actually. i'm i'm just concerned of how much i sweat the last two days it <laughs> is, it's very it is, difficult it is
2: like unbearably hot i feel like i'm in the steam room all the time yeah i um, do too
0: but, but it was it's beautiful everyone's in the same boat so. yeah everyone's in the same no, it's, boat we're it's been amazing so, i really enjoyed it all right so you're here you're in saratoga and mm-hmm. we're going to get to the reason why you're here but before we do that just tell us a little bit about yourself where who who is minty where where are you from how did you get into horse racing
2: so i i'm actually a born and bred londoner which is unusual i think for for somebody working in, in racing and bloodstock i think um, I I got into my my grandfather uh was a stud hand and a stable lad in, in Newmarket for a while. um He by the age of twenty five he had, he kind of dropped out of the industry and went went to go, get an office job in London. But he took the uh, I think champion two year old in nineteen fifty six. I think it was Pipe of Peace down to Australia as a stallion wow. on the boat. So,
0: so you've he, been in this for a long. You're, well, this is I a mean, family thing.
2: Uh, I mean, not not not. Beyond really. that, not really. My, my my dad went and ran lab shops when he was like 20 or so. Um, so it's kind of always been there in the background. And then my dad and I, uh, we when my grandfather died in 2012, we came up with a charity campaign in his memory called Walking the Courses.
0: Walking the Courses. Yeah. Okay, And then
2: dad decided to walk, <laughs> crazy decision, decided to walk 3,000 miles around the UK, connecting all the race courses on foot. Wow. And then arriving at a race meeting... With- on the day of a race meeting, arriving at the race course on the day of a race meeting, and then kind of turn, we turned that event into, that race meet, into a charity event. and we, That's really cool. Over the whole project, um, with the help of lots of kind people supporting us across the industry, we raised about £560,000 for I mean, two charities.
0: Hey, by the way, Thanks. like that's awesome. Like this is, mm-hmm. No one would have known this. See? yeah this is good yeah are you still doing this this did you keep it up with the walk and or is this Um, now done
2: well no it was a 13 month project and it kind of all wrapped up and then I and then I started a role with with GBRI and also British Champion Series and about um
0: so that's were you planning on it did you go to school is this something that you um, had always been interested in or did they find you I was just like online like were you on some kind of like job search
2: uh i um this is getting really specific um, yeah well this is what <laughs> we into the details this is what
0: we do i mean we want to know who you are yeah I mean- of course
2: well I, okay so um i i when i when i graduated from uni i graduated to politics and french so not not anything to do with you know it didn't, wasn't the most natural path but um i did the charity campaign and through that i just wanted to kind of learn how to i mean it was essentially like running a little business and there was a lot of marketing involved and that's kind of where my strengths lie and through that, I ended up meeting a lot of the British racing industry from, well, I worked with all the race courses, worked with a lot of the media, um, also met, you know, lots of the kind of the horsemen across the industry. Mm-hmm. So, And then I saw this role come up and it just seemed, you know, it was working with all the big race courses whose teams I knew. Um, the, on, on the kind of com side for GBRI, there was, you know, I, I knew quite a lot of the media, a lot of the broadcasters. So it just, it just fit really well. And, um, yeah, I just kind of, I felt like I just kind of fell into it and, and here I am six years later. And it's six years later, sitting in your I've, kitchen at
0: Saratoga. Exactly. I mean, it's and amazing. I, <laughs> what a journey. The
2: journey, I know. And I've refined yeah. it down to, so I just do GBRI now. but well,
0: so. what, okay. So, but what attracted you to GBRI and what attracted you to, to this, uh, listen, we're going to get into the videos mm. that I just saw, which are amazing people, you need to watch these videos because they're like a little bit mind-blowing when you Mm. see these yards and and the way the horses train over there. And we'll talk specifically Mm. about that. But what attracted you personally to get involved? What was the most exciting part for you?
2: Well, I suppose at the beginning, I didn't, I was kind of scratching the surface with bloodstock. I didn't really understand the whole breeding world. Um, and it, for me, it was more about the fact that I, I loved, I loved it, I love the race day and the, the race day experience That's your the thing. is so fun. I like race day too. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's fun. good fun. And in the UK, it's very kind of, it's, it, it's, the atmosphere is incredible. It's very kind of tied up with the luxury lifestyle. The experience is incredible. And I kind of, I, I really enjoyed that side of it.
3: Usually we, um, English love a picnic and there's usually uh, a lovely picnic to go to and uh, it's, it's great, great fun. And uh, it really starts the day off very well. And you, know, you can come into the track then and um, they look after us so well here. You know, have a lovely lunch and do all they can to, to look after you. So um, hopefully you see some fantastic race horses. We're all here because of them. And it's uh, a fantastic day out. I don't think you can beat it.
0: That's kind of
2: what lot of So you, you like getting all me. dressed
0: up fancy yeah, and like I drinking champagne. Do. Yeah, exactly. See, so, so you and I <laughs> are opposite. Okay. Because I can't stand it. Like, they made me wear a jacket <laughs> here at Saratoga, and I was dying okay, of Okay, so eat. maybe
2: Royal Asker, not for you, you can come to Well, that's of, you know, why we sent I mean, Gary. You, you met meet, Gary. You need, you need to come to Cheltenham and hang out in the- Is, is Cheltenham- I didn't even say it
0: right. Say it for Chultenham. me again. Cheltenham. That's hard for me to say. Okay. But, like, so that means I can- Can you wear flip-flops?
2: Um, I mean, in certain enclosures, you can. In the best mate enclosure, you could. I mean, okay. if you want to be in the Guinness Village, where's you know Pete? I like. Pete loves wait, the wait, wait, wait. Village. I, you like the idea of that. I like yeah, Guinness. I like Guinness
0: Village. They they obviously serve Guinness there. They
2: do. They but do. It, it's... I went to
0: the Guinness. What is it called? The oh, distillery, distillery.
2: Oh yeah. When yeah, I was yeah. there, I when talk... I was in yeah. Ireland, we don't uh, <laughs> want to
0: talk about brewery. We don't want to talk about. <laughs> forget <laughs> Ireland. Forget about that. Cut that out, Pete. There
2: are some. There are some meetings that are much. I mean, the national hunt meetings you probably maybe enjoy, but it's you know. And kind
0: of right but you do what let's talk about tradition mm. and history because all of us i think the people probably listening to the show and this is broadcast to probably 10 million people mm. so it's Obviously. a lot <laughs> um but like the whole top hat the tails mm. thing like where does that come from like and what is it what what does it mean
2: well racing in the uk dates back to kind of the 1600s and um you know it's it's been over the years it's been known as the sport of kings and sure. i think today it's a bit of a, it's a bit misleading because it's you know it's it's very much a sport that is enjoyed by the whole cross section of society from you know yes our, you know her majesty the queen we're very lucky that she um is is you know the patron of the sport and loves it so much and is yeah. so knowledgeable but also you know it's it's a real you know with the the, the gambling side of things it's you know it's a real sport with the people and um the 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 i mean there are there are very few race meetings now that kind of retain that that traditional dress um, just as what we've team, just ascot. Ascot. yeah right. um and let's say
0: royal ascot or can i just say ascot
2: uh royal ascot is the meeting that has that dress code right as, as and do i have to say it.
0: her majesty the queen or can no, i just say no, the queen because the you've queen. said that a couple times and i saw it in the video and i'm thinking i'm not really hip on the lingo you, which yeah, i'm struggling to get
2: this down for when you meet that's her. what i'm saying like
0: we need to talk about this so when i so do you're
2: prepared right okay well it's ma'am not mom just so you know
0: ma'am you say
2: ma'am like jam not mum.
0: so who who do i say that to? to the queen oh to the queen when you meet her yeah do you think i could ever you meet the hurry, queen you hurry honestly over. like is there a chance that i could meet the queen that would be well, I mean probably. you're not
2: gonna meet her while you're sat out here in saratoga you better come over. I gotta come over. Uh yes. I think she,
0: by the way, you wait, can't wait, see wait, this, wait. but she looked at me like I was absolutely nuts just now. <laughs> Minty Minty Farqua looked at me like I was Lord Farquad.
2: <laughs> so Um but anyway, no I mean the traditional dress is something that I mean I've spoken we're lucky to see loads of American friends over at Royal Ascot each year and everyone who I talk to loves it. It's kind of something that it like elevates the meeting a little bit. You right. can, it's, it's quite special to get dressed up in this. And, you know, you walk around the Royal Enclosure Gardens and it's honestly like being back in the kind of, you know, it's, it's like winding back the clock and everyone's right. kind of just, it's so, it's so elegant. Um, you do. And-
0: I have to say it, it, it is cool. It's different. I get it. Mm. Um, but let's, let's transition a little bit because there there is a reason why you're here. You're trying the goal of GBRI is to try to get, especially some Americans over into Into England and into British racing. So what are, give us some of the differences maybe, or some of the positives, give us the positives that are going to induce even someone like myself Mm. who runs a syndicate here in, in California, New York. Mm -hmm. Why, why am I coming over there?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, British racing is all about the experience. It's something that, you know, it's there to be enjoyed. And I think for the most part, particularly in partnerships, I guess most of your, your, clients and owners would would be in it for the experience they're not necessarily you know if, if you want to make huge bucks you you. You'd probably yes no no, no i want to make i want to make huge bucks. wait
0: wait <laughs> time well, out wait a second. That, so we can't make huge bucks well
2: then. that's not at the top level uh, the flagship meetings have very very competitive prize money. that's not to say they don't but i think british racing is more about the experience you're coming over to um to like, get stuck into the most incredible racing festivals to really you know have a have a fantastic time and to and actually i think that the key is that actually the the residual value in terms of the um the reset value of horses that are brought on in the uk and trade in the uk and europe generally are it's a very it's the 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 quality of the racing and you know year on year the races that um are turf racing is rated so highly and the if yeah. you've got a horse that, as a two-year-old, performs well in the UK and runs at these big flagship festivals, I mean, the world's your oyster. Sure. it's you know the 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 kind of reputation of those horses and the resale market in the UK. you know if you're looking, yeah, maybe like short-term, the prize money, you know, everyone knows it's not the best in the UK. But in terms of the re- residual value that you're getting for horses that you know, if you can win a you win a race in the UK and you're in the horse and training sale, you know, it, it's it's got great residual right. value. So I think it, it, people need to have a bit more of a kind of long-term vision, but it is first and foremost about the experience. Right. And I think the, you know, we are, we're touch wood, you know, beyond the pandemic now, people can travel again.
0: Yes, I didn't. Ha, I
2: didn't have to fill out any COVID forms. I, 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 I am am Did you so have food. COVID? Uh, yeah, I, I miss Christmas with my family. Oh no. I had, I had COVID over Christmas. I'm one of the I few know.
0: people in America that had never had it. Really? Yes. Which is weird. I okay. probably have it right now.
2: Well, you you probably have it at I some point. People. Well,
0: I probably got it from the. I'm uh, delighted. We're
2: so close Yeah. To no, microphone.
0: we're great. We're like basically <laughs> spitting on each other. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right. Let let me. I want to talk about these videos that you just showed me a little bit mm. because to me, one of the things we're lacking here in the United States is is this land. Mm. Is this? It's and you know you look at these videos with these yards. Mm. that have these gallops that are Mm. incredible i mean you took these aerial views yeah it's like seven long. just but guys just so you can understand and and we're gonna you gotta go watch these videos because they're just going straight and Mm. it just seems like it's such a better environment Mm. for the horse so that's i think that's a major positive Mm. because here we just can't give them that we don't have we don't have the land
4: it's a very professional place there's 2700 horses there's 81 trainers They're the best public gallops in the world. I mean, there's a staggering thought, which I think very few people understand, but every grass gallop in Newmarket that isn't watered or got peat moss, all the ordinary grass gallops in Newmarket are divided into two halves. One half you use this year, the other half you use next year. So where the horses canter today on the grass, no horse will be on there for two years to the day and there is nowhere else in the world where you can do it. And they've been doing it here since 1730.
2: In the UK, you have various training centers that have public gallops that, if you have a horse in training there, you um, pay a gallop fee as part of your training fees and you have access to all these incredibly well-maintained gallops, such as Newmarket, Middleham. we've got a couple of videos that touch upon those two training centers. Um, But then uh, Epsom as well and um you've also then got across the country so many owners who have private sorry so many trainers who have private facilities and these private facilities are you know, date back to, you know, are 18 hundreds. They are right. They're amazing, incredibly historic. The yeah. And the, the land that they've been kind of built on over the years has been just you know, tailor-made for training horses. And, uh, you get these incredible landscapes where you've got, yeah, you know, like, like you say, kind of straight kind of seven cool. training gallops, whether that be grass gallops, whether that be your weather gallops, the kind of the facilities over the year, it's like, you know, the, the tradition of these training facilities has been maintained while, the trainers have kind of refined and developed the kind of with new technology the the facilities to make sure that you know the the horses are the, they're getting the most out of the horses and i think for a young horse it's uh the 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 kind of introduction that they get and the 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 kind of nur- the nurturing that they get in their two year old season in particular which is so important um at these training facilities which have these you know incredibly well maintained long gallops and you know you're not Mm -hmm. just training on a track where you're going you know tight right you're not just keeping
0: all the time same Uh, thing over and over again you get to do something different variety
2: and i I think for a horse's mind as well you know i'm not a trainer but um you know talking to trainers and owners who have horses at these stables at these amazing facilities that the for the mind of the horse it's it's so important to kind of keep keep changing things up, the variety that they can put into their training regimes that, you know, when a horse is coming back from exercise and they can kind of walk across these amazing landscapes, like, I mean, you just got grass as far as the eye can see. Right. And I think, yeah, for a, for a horse's mentality, um, it strikes me that it's, it's, it's so important, you know, they're happy horses. Um, yeah. and, um, yeah, I mean, you'll see in the in the videos that that the landscape get particularly, you know, northy we did one video, uh, the second one with a trainer called Ed Bethel, young guy who trains um, with the Dodger hat with the L.A. Dodgers hat. Exactly.
0: Why is he wearing a Dodger I hat?
2: I don't know. You know what? Maybe That's You can crazy. ask him. You can ask him.
4: <laughs> the reason why this place was such a big asset to me um, starting out is because the horses that we trained, for example, Artistic Rifles, who won a Group Three. He was come, came from a different environment, and I think the environment here and the way we train horses up here made him thrive, allowed him to thrive, um, which was exceptional. Uh, and I've never seen a horse just do so well for for a change of scenery. Training in Britain is unique for so many different ways. The tracks are all different. Um, the training facilities, centers are all different. And it's just a far more enjoyable life for a horse, in my opinion, than training on a track in America or training on a track in Australia. You know, you've got all these wonderful places in England where the scenery is beautiful. You know, Newmarket, um, there's places there that people will never see before. You've got up here where so many trainers are doing exceptionally well, and we can all bring it to the international stage. And I think that's vitally important.
0: I want to talk about real world expectations or experiences. Um, you know, we're talking, let me just inter- introduce you again. It's, it's Minty Farqua, mm-hmm. which I'm saying really good from GBRI. Um, I, you, you're you coming here, you're recruiting owners. Mm. You're trying to find owners. So let's say I say to you, okay, I want to run there. What I want to train it? my horse. What do, how, what do I do? Yeah. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. Like, am I coming to a sale? How, how do I meet some of these trainers? What would you suggest? Give us that. Those, the guide
2: okay so i think first and foremost the, be- the best thing to do is to come over to one of the sales i mean you right. get lots of the trainers the agents sales. coming over yeah the yelling sales. Right. we get lots of the trainers and the agents coming over and as i understand it and when you say america-
0: agents you're talking about like bloodstock agents, agents. Yes, so, exactly. and, and there are specific there i would would, would you suggest i bring my own bloodstock agent or would because i'm here in america with my guys i'm going to the sale tonight here at facing tipton yeah. Would you suggest I bring that person? Would you suggest, hey, I, I call Minty and say, give me a list of three people that you trust, that you know are up and up, and I go interview them. What What would be the yeah, best I way? Yeah. I it? mean,
2: I think that it depends. You know, whether you work with somebody who understands tough racing over here. I think that's, that obviously these these age, these bus occasions who who work in Europe are, you know, they 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 only know tough racing. They sure. know these tough pedigrees exceptionally So basically, you're now. saying
0: fire it's my like agent? Kind of I mean, you can just say that. I. I you don't I have do to go you roundabout <laughs> here. We can just we're being I mean, honest. I'm trying to give you a real life.
2: Yeah. No. 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 how do we do it? Okay. So you're gonna hire a. You're gonna you're gonna come across to the sales, and the owners are gonna come across to the sales. I mean yourself. Yes. And if you're an individual owner, come across in person. You know, don't just send your trainer and your agent. Actually, come across, and we can like get you up on the gallops in the morning, seeing these kind of training environments, and meeting as many people at sales. The sales, the sales are a hub for everyone to kind of congregate and it's an amazing place to meet and network and uh the we would you know listen to your in terms of you know what you wanted in terms of trainers for example like would you want to be in a particularly big yard a smaller yard
0: i want the guy with the dodger hat
2: yeah <laughs> so you want to be up in Midland. like exactly is that a middle
0: like, is he a big trainer or a small trainer
2: he is, he's a young trainer he's young part trainer. of this like up and coming new generation right. of trainers in the uk there are some okay. really exciting new trainers UK with right. the UK at the with moment. The and he likes, the um, he likes- yeah. well i like the Dodgers, well, you, so. you're, you're gonna have coming around they're on about. a
0: streak right now uh, <laughs> did you right. know that no, I, you follow I baseball did
2: don't
0: know what's your sport? I got quite
2: I got quite into NBA when I was watching um uh oh what was that Netflix program um
0: oh Michael Jordan yes the last dance
2: yeah the last dance That was. So and
0: funny. that's the first time you had seen any of that stuff
2: uh no not the first time that I'd seen a game but I got quite into it at that point um so and- what's your
0: sport of like choice do you like like cricket
2: I do enjoy cricket. I do enjoy, enjoy I don't really test understand. Cricket. I gotta
0: be honest. Yeah. I love
2: Formula One and I'm one of those Oh, you really, like
0: Formula One? I'm one
2: of those really irritating people that really got into it after trying to survive. Right. I just live like it's like I watch a <laughs> Netflix show You just live on show. Netflix. I, live, I watch a Netflix show hey, and then I get into the sport. Yeah, but Netflix mean, and chill, bro. Do you know what? I'm the kind of person like I, I can I can watch a sport that I've never seen for the first time and 10 minutes in I've managed to like you know get to know like one of the teams or the players. that's what you
0: dig in and, and you do it deep I dive. dig in yeah and
2: then I feel sports so much that so, like <laughs> I'm like there crying at the post-match interview and I've only watched the last 10 minutes of the game what about and, like Wimbledon yeah yeah, yeah. I Did went go to Wimbledon yes I went to Wimbledon on a well I've been on a ground pass before I actually grew up very close what's to a grand pass so the grand pass is like when you go and you don't have a ticket for one of the one oh so courts, you but go. you just kind of you know go you sit on the hill you go and see some of the outside games you have to get
0: dressed up there There's, too
2: no, 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 not so much. Okay. Um, but this year I went, it was the first year that I went with a with a show court ticket. And I was, it, honestly, the atmosphere, the, well, I got really lucky. Who did you see? I saw Cam Nori beat David Goffin. So it was the final I didn't even setter. understand
0: what you just said. What, who?
2: Cam Nori the british oh the british uh, the, guy the british guy who yes. got to the semi yeah he was
0: very good he was
2: very good yes. so i saw the five-setter against Davy goffin the oh, Belgian cool. guy. Yeah. and it was a five-setter it was like tooth and nail It was like yeah you know, it was so good and a lot the of cheering was crazy insane. isn't
0: it wild though and i know this is completely outside like i i always find it amazing that tennis matches it just gets silent yeah like they're you able to you just you could have
2: had a pin drop it's wild it's amazing
0: it's never like that at the racetracks especially saratoga yeah. yesterday. it was very loud
2: and do you know what? I also I'd so say before that I saw Tatiana Maria, the mother of two, who'd only had her second always, baby. Yes. Like the year the the year before, she was like twelve months after having her second that baby. That was wild. So that match, like I'd only heard of her the day before, and I was like, <laughs> in tears <you're> like, after <laughs> her match when she won, I was like, this is amazing. I love and, it. And going back to the women thing, I, I think you know there's some really exciting British women trainers at the moment. I was going
0: to ask you that. Yeah. Now, so because they're you know obviously. Listen, we're in a world, everything's equal. We know that. Yeah, we yeah. love that. We're pro everything here, especially on the in the money media network. We have ton- <laughs> my, Michelle Michelle, you who yes. didn't get a chance. Oh, did you meet
2: Michelle? I, I have met Michelle very briefly in person, she's but the not, best. Not, not much. But yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had I've one.
0: Okay, so so let's talk about because we talked about the process. Now I'm gonna have my blood stock agent. Mm-hmm. And then so my trainer selection process same kind of deal you would you would say Minty, you. Just i go, mean i'm not yeah, going to decide go, for you like, right but what, you're going to give me like three or four guys the we'll guy with the dodger you. hat the older guy who seems like he knows everything he's amazing um you'll we'll just,
2: educate you we'll right. make sure that you kind of you understand all the different areas that people kind of train in across the uk um the you know what what the experience would be like having a horse in each yard and it's totally enough your decision like what you do because we don't want to you know i'm not going to <laughs> it doesn't work out <laughs> oh no we're gonna it's, it's blame you
0: that- <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um, you're 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 uh, come on we're blaming you but let me ask you this because you you talk about these meets yes. um so you know we have delmar in the summer saratoga yeah. in the summer keeneland in the fall in the spring we have you know San... but it seems like these are really specific like times when are these meets how long these festivals how long are they they're like is it a couple days i mean ascot is Two weeks, right? Two no, weekends? no, it's no. only five no. days.
2: So, the, so the longest festival that you have would be five days. Right. Um. So, Glorious Goodwood, the Qatar Goodwood Festival, um, is a five-day meeting as well. The majority are the, the kind of the flagship festivals are, are four or five days. Okay. Um Occasionally three. Um. But and what but, happens
0: if your horse doesn't get in? Like, but do you you have to obviously. Qualify somehow, but there's probably maiden races, right? Yeah, yeah. There's
2: all sorts of races with different conditions.
0: Wait a second, it's interesting there because unlike unlike the US, which are capped because we don't have enough room to run seventeen horses. These big races, I mean, yeah, they're crazy. They have like counts. twenty-five horses in a race.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, you know, the big handicaps in Newmarket, particularly if you're looking out in kind of uh, late September time, like the which, I mean, you, you you get you know some of these races because because the tracks are so wide and sweeping, and right. you know you can have like thirty stalls, <laughs> <It's> thirty horses <laughs> racing. And, That's and, wild, though. And because you're not racing around kind of like tight oval tracks, it's kind of long sweeping gallops. You know, straights. Some, you know, the, the mar races at Royal Ascot. You have you know thirty horses, whatever it is. Yeah. And it, it makes for it's just, it's it's such a, it looks like a cavalry charge coming down the... It does. The no, ridge. but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, but the festivals are, they all have that. I think Americans, like the Royal Ascot Dream is so... That's you know, where Wesley's, Wesley's Wesley, made it right. so fantastically achievable and has, has kind of done so well that... You know, everyone is slightly, you know, tunnel vision towards Royal Alaska. And it is the most fantastic meeting. And it is, you know, in terms of the prestige, yes, it's it's you know the absolute pinnacle. But I think outside of that, I'd love to get more Americans understanding kind of the other festivals throughout the summer, particularly the summer, but also the jumps festivals. I mean, like Pete, Pete comes across to Cheltenham every year and absolutely loves it. Um But you know, that's interesting
0: have, you say that. And I, that's you as a marketer. What I would say, if I could put on my marketing mm-hmm. hat of how to market here, I feel like I don't know the season's there. Mm. I don't know what track is running when yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, I kind of have a feel at Ascot cause I'm, I, I it, it was a couple months ago. Right. Mm. I, like I kind of know where that is. That's kind of springish. Yeah. Right. But I don't know these other tracks. Yeah. Because they don't make a big deal of it over here, yeah. right? They broadcast well, Ascot on TVG. I think they broadcast some of the other TVG stuff. TVG had
2: Goodwood last week Had as Goodwood. Well. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I don't know. So how and do- then they
2: have York as well. York's, yeah. York's the... I but just- they don't
0: make a big deal out of it is what I'm saying. Because no, Is that because I Her think- Majesty the Queen is not there? Do you see how I said that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in terms of like global recognition, yeah, they're not at the at the same level yet. But I think in time they will be. And I think you know, do you remember when um Barbara Banky had uh Lady Aurelia, and she ran at the York Ebor Festival? She ran the of stakes. She okay. just she just got pipped to the post. Do you remember she got Frankie what? celebrated pip to the post? Do you remember Frankie?
0: What does pi- pip to the, the post, post like, mean?
2: Like as in she get like, she lost by her nose. And oh, it was like a lunge on the line
0: lunge on the line pipped yeah. on the post exactly. yeah. i'm gonna this is odd can we have some we'll more saying i want on. Probably, yes, give okay. me some more I'm, of these i on give post <laughs> give me like three more I'll, because michelle is gonna crack up <laughs> when i go oh michelle I'll we got pipped on the post
2: little, you, I, yeah i need like <laughs> you do a little these are great tweets <laughs> okay great um so Let do, me do you something? remember frankie celebrated and, I, I, and I i'm I think... gonna lie and
0: just say i did because it'll be better for the pod but, yeah. um, so I so he celebrated, and she got he pipped celebrated. on the He Celebrated,
2: and Richard Hoyles, the the commentator, said, "Frankie, sure, I'm not." And then they had this photo finish. Anyway, Marsha- you who... do have
0: a great voice, like an announcer. You just did like a great announcer voice. Can you do any? Well, announcers? I was
2: imitating. You know, I didn't. Think but I'm it, was, so. good. No, oh, it was good. No, you was good. Do
0: well, you know? Do you do any uh, U.S. announcer no, voices? No. 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 <laughs> you don't do like a Trevor Denman or something. I know. A... I don't, All
2: right. Larry I don't think I've got a good enough accent. I'll stick with you. You have a great British accent. Do I? I think it's. What did I say earlier that was? I trouble. Nailed it. I I
0: struggle. I struggle with the accent thing. I I do, and because I'm just probably a loser. Um, But can we
2: hear your British accent? Cheerio, (laughs) cheerio, mate. I'm
0: going to go to Goodwood or York.
2: (laughs) Should I go to York? Sound like you're from the east end. Is that? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Is it like Hockney? Is it like bad? What is that? No, I no. no it was, I it mean, okay? it's pretty good. She got pipped at the post. Pipped to the post. Pipped to the post.
2: Actually, do you know what? I've said it so many times now that I'm, I'm doubting You're, what yes. it actually
0: is. I can't believe I just did that yeah. on air. Like anyway, in York.
2: Air. To go back to York, York. Yeah, and the Evo Festival. Yes.
0: York. York. In very York. 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 Uh,
2: York. That is coming up kind of middle of it. It's around the 18th of August. Sorry, I forget the dates off the top of my head. But that is my favorite British flat Why? festival. Why? Um, I I love Yorkshire, which is where I like Yorkshire the, the pudding. Guy, uh, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, I, But if you I put a little gravy on it, pudding. you don't. I don't. But, okay. but I mean, you can find that anywhere in the UK. You can. Yeah, we'll what? have to bring you for a like a traditional Sunday roast. I. You can have your, your trainers your, your English breakfast at the trainers yes. have in the morning, as you'll see in one of the videos. And you
0: get Yorkshire pudding with that.
2: And you know what? I'm sure you can put in a special okay. request. Okay.
0: I did. Oh, we're going back to the videos because we did see this amazing video, and the guy is like cooking this breakfast on this beautiful table. Yeah,
2: well, that's part of the experience. It's like you know, the English cook breakfast. You, know, you go, you go into. I think that's that's you know earlier when you were saying what differentiates between having a horse and training here. And yeah, there. obviously they don't train at the track. They train at a, a, you know a, with a trainer who has a private stable.
3: We're quite fortunate with what we have on site with um, with the pool with the. Um, indoor school with all the grass that's available to us, with the gallops, with the starting stalls, um, with the little bits of schooling. We're lucky to have a a lot of turnout and quite a bit specifically post and railed off, so small safe paddocks. Um, We found it invaluable, particularly with the horses from Dubai actually, when horses have sort of been brought up or spent a couple of years in Dubai. Um, They don't get to see a lot of grass unless they're racing on it and they certainly don't get to to be out in the paddock in nice comfortable weather. So for a horse that's been in an air conditioned environment potentially for two or three years to actually be out in the paddock eating grass is great not only for their minds but physically and probably for their um, digestive system as well. So yeah, the small paddocks are really, really important to us
2: going into the yards in the morning and being able to kind of get up close to your horse, see them in the stable, go up on the gallops and then like, you know, actually spend time in the yard with the trainer, seeing the other horses, talking to the staff, having breakfast. It's it's just an experience that you don't necessarily get over here, I don't think. And it's something I agree. that really personalizes the experience and makes it kind of like, it's beyond the racetrack. It's, yeah. not, it's not all about the race day. It's about you know it is? feeling part of a team as well.
3: We actually had a, an American owner um, come here for the first time yesterday having uh, not being able to come in for COVID. And um, she just loved it so much that the, the kind of the space and the variety of um, grass gallops we had here. And she, she just really cherished the fact that she could get so up close and personal with her horse, kind of out at exercise, walking home from exercise. You know, the sort of day here is going out at, at really at any stage, we have four lots a day now. And um, so it's from early morning through to sort of late, late morning. So at a time to suit owners, really. Uh, My wife, Claire, produces a very good traditional English breakfast, um, which always goes down a treat. It's, you know, just good fun showing people around, seeing all the racing colors and seeing the horses turned out after exercise to see them, you know, having a sort of natural environment, rolling, just having a lot of fun, really.
0: It's special. Mm. it makes it special. It's not like you're just going to the barn, seeing your horse, giving it a carrot and walking away. It's
2: individual and, and, it, and it's money can't buy stuff. Like it's, yeah, it's the kind of personalized behind the scenes experience that is it. so authentic. Um, so that, that's what I think is, is quite different, but yeah, you need to come to York. I'll make sure they line up. At your
0: <laughs> give us, we're going to wrap <laughs> things up. I know you have things to do here. Um, sure. Tell us, just give us one more reason why we're doing this why you want americans to come experience you know british racing what is the key what is what you've said the experience you said all that but is there something is there something that we could grab onto that we could really send that message
2: well, I think the other thing, you know, we're mentioning that, you know, bringing young horses on in that in that environment where they've got the space and the kind of the the, the training on these, you know, long sweeping gallops. I think that the potential for a horse has been given a very like gentle, nurturing introduction into racing. You know, we're not saying necessarily that. I just think keeping a horse in training and being able to even just for the two-year-old season enjoy these European racing festivals British racing festivals and see your horse develop in that environment you know the the, the scope for then going on on the world stage if you get a rating any you know 85 yeah. or higher the world's your oyster and you can then you know take it wherever you want or you know ideally you know, have, have it in Britain for the whole right the whole, you want to stay in yeah. Britain
0: you don't want them to come back to America
2: yeah I mean, but but, but, if we, we do, but we but we want people to come <clears> and enjoy the 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 racing we have over in Europe and I think that the important thing is that if you have a horse in training over there it just becomes so much more relatable you yeah you want you're going to understand the calendar a lot like you were saying you know right. you don't necessarily understand the racing festivals the calendar but you know as soon as you you actually have you know skin in the game over there you're going to get sucked into it much more quickly it's going to be so much more enjoyable and i think just i would love for a few americans this year who are coming over to the yelling sales a for the owners to come over as well because i think there's the experience is so strong and i think you can meet so many amazing people at that you know particularly in new market at the October yearling sales which is you know the the most prestigious tough sale in the world Yellings, um the world and the you know the, the who's who of world racing is there and you know come over come and have a great time and actually get stuck into the british racing kind of um world and then you know just we're not expecting everybody to you know move the whole strings to europe i'm like, thinking about to it. have to have a <laughs> to have a couple just like a couple of horse and training over there so that you know you can you can have the option particularly if you're a partnership and you've got lots of members who you know are interested in post-covid actually getting stuck into traveling the world again <laughs> and you know to to be able to have the option of saying to people okay look we're going to have a couple of horses over in europe this year as a european venture Come over. Let's get you know go and have a, a trip, and you can tag on. You know, I, know, we, I was with some some um, owners on Saturday for the Whitney, and um, they're uh, doing a trip to Italy in like early October. So they're going to come across, enjoy some of the racing, oh, enjoy awesome. some of the sales, and then like you know go and get you know do a European holiday on the back of it. And I think there's that's generally what people that you know come over to Royal Ascot from Australia or from America. It's a great opportunity to you know use that as a, a, a an excuse to come over to Europe, go on a great holiday, um, and I think it's just you know the 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 racing world is so it's so global and it's so easy to get anywhere now hopefully touch wood that we don't go backwards again but knock on wood um touch
0: it's, wood <laughs> touch wood. post.
2: uh exactly it's it's touch no knock on wood someone said to me that's why i said knock on knock wood, on wood." because okay touch wood is the uk version but, but if i you said knock wood, on wood. You just touch it you did yeah no you did <laughs> it right yeah. Anyway, so basically, (laughs) come over to the sales in the autumn. Come and experience it. Get stuck in. And how do they leave a couple there? So where do they
0: go? Where do they? How do they contact you? What's the? Where's the website? What? What is? Where do we watch these videos?
2: Okay, so because you
0: guys got, I'm not lying. You need to take. 20 minutes and watch these videos. Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
2: So the vi- we've only got three out at the moment. The third one came out this week and they're coming out on uh, consecutive Mondays. So um, the next two are, uh, yeah, this coming Monday um, and the following one will be the last episode of the five. Um, the videos are all available or they will all be available once they're all out. Um, the first three are already available on com forward slash own um you can also see the first three on our if you follow us on twitter which is at gbri underscore uk um the same on instagram at okay. gbri at underscore uk and then just search great british racing international on facebook uh the videos are all available there um as i say on our website which is great british racing international.com you can find um the uh the five, you will be able to find the five videos under the own section and also that website is kind of like a one-stop shop for all you would need to know about getting started in british racing okay. so um you know it's got the and is your are you, is your contact sales? information on there yeah yeah, yeah. so, so they can, can just the contact
0: you directly yeah. they can email email minty it's not lord it's minty <laughs> i don't know your email
2: it's mfarqua at great british racing at
0: british you can find there's a, there's
2: a there's an inquiry form on the website so you know it's a complicated surname to spell I'm an not inquiry not gonna... or an inquiry <laughs> is it an inquiry in america i don't an know
0: inquiry? i inquiry? do i think it's both
2: Inquire. oh wait
0: you say a form. tomato it's a form i say tomato <laughs> anyway minty this was really fun
2: good, did you think
0: it was going to be fun were you like
2: yeah no i've listened to your show before I knew oh so you know it was gonna yeah, be yeah, fun yeah yeah okay I'm, good. I'm just sad michelle wasn't here but,
0: yeah hi michelle hi michelle <laughs> all right minty thank you so much for coming today thanks, we're thanks. gonna spread the word we really appreciate it to, uh, spending time it was really great to meet you and you uh well. and have fun and and race in britain
2: Okay. Sure. It's and it's it's actually it's not as muggy of the climate. It's a lot easier. Yeah, it's
0: terrible it. here. Oh Forget Saratoga. Go back to Delmar. Right, <laughs> I can be back. <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: This episode of the Owner's Box is brought to you in part by our good friends at Gainesway. From top international bloodlines to rising stars on American soil, Gainesway has put together a stallion roster that is not only primed for future success but is currently making its mark on the track, led by Kara Conti's rising star Spenderella. Make sure to check out their entire roster for 2022 and see for yourself the power, passion, Passion and performance performance. of Gainsway. You messed up the end of my ad. No,
0: I wanted to say that because I like that. Power, passion, performance, Gainsway. All right, Michelle. Well, that was Minty from GBRI. Pretty cool, right?
1: Very cool. Thank you for doing that.
0: You know what? We had a lot of fun. I was a little nervous because... But it was really funny because before we started the interview... Um, I, I tried to kind of explain what kind of interviewer I am and that I like to have fun and stuff like that. And she had like this moment where I was – she looked like – she was like, Yes. <laughs> but you know what? She handled it like a champion. I thought she was really well-spoken and, and she – you could see the passion she has for this and she has so much mm-hmm. history. And I, I just thought it was really cool. I, I And I hope – People who listen, you know, decide to make a trip over there to, to see some races at the very least, you know, and possibly even go to one of these sales and buy a horse. I mean, it's it's it, the GBRI. They're doing a really good job of of trying to get out and market uh, market this. And I thought these videos. Um, we talk about the videos in the piece, and Pete was cool enough to put the video bites in between, so you hear. You can't really see it, but you can hear about it, and it's it's it was cool, Michelle. It was really cool. I enjoyed it.
1: Very cool, yeah. awesome! Thank
0: yeah. you, Minty. Thank you, Minty. Thank and thank you, Gbri. You can go um, one more time. Their website is www. I like saying that. International dot com. International dot com. Okay. Excellent. All right, Michelle. What's coming up at Delmar this weekend?
1: Uh, so first of all, I just want to touch base, Billy, real quick. How did who who won the um the Little Red Feather charity contest? Oh,
0: you know what? Yeah, I should probably know that. I was out of town. Okay, but congratulations to everybody who played, and thank you. We really yes, appreciate thank it. You. We really. Sorry, appreciate
1: it. I didn't mean to throw you in the
0: bus. No, I, I, you know I, what? I it's it funny because I, I didn't know who won. I asked about it this morning, and I haven't heard back because I wasn't here. So I don't, I don't know much about it. But uh, I do know that you and I stunk at Beach, beach Boss.
1: Yeah,
0: not yeah. impressive. Why
1: did they bring that up? No one asked you about that. Though Sorry. We
0: well, I think you right. threw me around the, the bus. I'll throw, I throw both of us under the bus.
1: So coming up this week, a couple of fun events, uh, racing of course on Thursday. On Friday it's happy hour, also the graduation stakes on saturday it is the grade two sorrento and also the grade two yellow ribbon it is the uncorked wine festival so hmm. for sure recommend there's over a hundred wines and champagnes from around around the globe as well as local food trucks and music all trackside. so that is a super fun event and you can get tickets to that on dmtc.com and then sunday is taste of the turf club also, we have Daybreak at Del Mar, both those of the weekend, and the Grade 3 Best Pal on Sunday.
0: Sounds like a very fun and entertaining weekend at Del Mar, and I am so happy to be home. I can I can tell you that. It is so nice.
1: What was the best meal you ate?
0: I ate at some great places. Uh, I ate at Salevo, which is um, What'd you eat there? JK's place. Uh, what did I have? I split a bolognese and a chicken parm. Okay that was delicious. I went to a yeah. really cool place with your friend Brett Jones. Uh, oh, named you
1: take
0: you? Osteria Danny
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that was good. We had a lot of fun there. um we closed it down it was it was really fun. uh there I had what did I have there. I can't remember what I had there. I think I had another chicken dish. I was very boring with my eating um and then. I think that's it. I think those were my two dinners that I had. They were... Oh, no. I'm sorry. I went to a place the first night with Tom Amos and my friend Sam Aguiar. And it was called... Hold on. I want to get the name of this place. Um, because it was, it was actually a really kind of cool environment. And I kind of liked it. Uh, It was called... I got this. Taverna Nova.
2: Okay. Taverna to Nova,
0: and it was like a little bit a ways from downtown, meaning another like two minutes. But it was, it, I don't really know my way around there. It was really cool. In the, the we met the owner, and she was great. It's like a really cool bar, and it has like you know fun tables. It's kind of a more fun. I thought Osteria Danny was a little more you know upscale-ish. Uh but I right. had a bar too. I did not go inside Saleva We ate outside, so I could continue oh, yeah. sweating on um, on Friday or Saturday whenever I did that. Uh, Saturday. it was, Michelle, I swear I've never, I don't think I sweat that much in any athletic venture I've well, ever man, done in my it whole was life. so
1: hot here this week, just so you know. Oh. I went to the Animal Park with Spencer one day. It was literally 98 degrees. I was wow. dying.
0: What do you hear about the first time starters in this uh, maiden race on Thursday at Del Mar? I saw an article about Storming Machine that they bought for five hundred and sixty thousand. John Sadler, I'm in this race. Eight to five in the morning line. Hear anything? Nothing. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you to all, all of you, all of the fans. Oh, Michelle, I, I can't tell you. I had like probably between six to ten people come up and talk about the podcast while I was in Saturday. Really? Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: and they said, I said, hey, you know what? Can we do better? They said, more, Michelle. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> You're like. Yeah, it's true. Um, also, uh, thank you to all of our sponsors, Gainesway, uh, Betmakers, TaylorMade, Delmar, Santa Anita. Who am I missing?
1: Um, Gainesway. I said Gainesway. You did? Yeah. Betmakers, Santa Anita, Delmar, yeah. um, Adelphi Racing. Adelphi Racing. Adelphi Racing. That's right, Adelphi. Uh, of course, the In the Money Media Network.
0: The In the Money Media Network. Couldn't do it without you guys. We're going to let you go because I'm sure you're done listening to us. Thank you very much. Thanks for Mint to Minty. Uh, Farquhar, Thanks, Gbri, coming on the show today. Guys, have a great weekend at Delmar or at Saratoga or anywhere else. Oh, Michelle, I'm in the we're in the uh, Ellis Park Derby this Sunday. With uh, who? Steel Sunshine. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear you. You keep going in and out. Yeah, Steel Sunshine. Sorry. two hundred thousand dollar grade two Ellis Park Derby. So look out for that on Sunday. That might be my highlighted stakes race next week. Nice. And my boy Tate, the Ageless Wonder, runs Friday at Saratoga in the John Morrissey.
1: Oh, that's cool. You yeah. know this weekend is the Arlington Million not held at Arlington.
0: Yeah, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's kind of depressing. All right. We'll shut it down. Bye, everyone.